ready. All right, guys, and today we're going to give you a little tutorial, talk about redraft leagues. Tutorial. Uh, give you a little background if you're new to fantasy. Background. Exactly what a redraft league is. Redraft. How it what works. What this guy's doing, man. And our personal strategies on how we draft our teams. It's called a hype man. So you guys fill me in here a little bit if I miss anything, but uh, redraft league is probably the most standard league that people uh, play, right, across the board, I, I would yeah. think. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, every year you're – you're drafting a new team um, round by round, just like kind of like the NFL draft. Uh, there's a few different formats of drafting. Uh, some leagues choose to do an auction. Some do just a traditional 1 through 10 or 12 or 16, whatever amount you have in your league. And then uh, some leagues do a snake draft, which is, you know, you pick first and then you don't pick again till you know, the last pick of the second round. Yeah. Uh, very simple, you know, different strategies for how you draft in those different types of drafts. We'll address that. Um, but, yeah, so basically you're going to focus on these redraft leagues uh, mostly on the guys that are going to produce this year. Um, you're a little le less likely to take risk early in these drafts because you're trying to optimize the value of your high picks. Um you know, you do take flyers later on, but it's a little different than the dynasty, which we'll talk about later, where you're looking, thinking more long term. Right. So that out of the way, uh, Mark, what are some of your draft strategies or how do you approach a redraft league? So redraft, obviously, you're in it to win it. So, I mean, you're not you're not taking flyers. Like you said, you're not taking flyers, especially not early on. Um, usually in in redraft leagues, you're also scouring the waiver wire is huge in redraft leagues. Yeah. Um, so it's a little forgiving if if you don't get your guys towards the end with flyers like if you're going to go flyers you're going to take your flyers at the end right so you want your you want your studs up front so redraft leagues you're also it's not best ball so you're setting your lineup so you're looking to fill out your lineup really before you start kind of backing your guys up and what's important to me too in in these types of leagues is cuffs handcuffs which are you know you go and you get the backup player for your studs in the event that one of your studs goes down. Because if one of your studs goes down, when you're trying to fill out your lineup and you're not really trying to just bolster one uh, one position. And that's mainly the case with running backs, huge, right? Maybe, yeah. 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 So if you're uh, if you're able to draft Derrick Henry, you maybe are going to try to take Darrington Evans or right. another one of the backup running backs that you feel strongest about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and in the case, case in point last year, you have the first pick. You're going Christian McCaffrey. Greatest you, example. Uh, you know, and yep. if you don't, you know, in round eight, round nine, even later than that, round 11, round 12, you didn't back him up with Mike Davis, you're screwed. Yeah, you were in trouble. Especially in a snake format because you got McCaffrey one. Now you're not picking again until 20th yeah. or 24th. Except me. Like in Rockies League, I did that, and then I still made it to the championship with uh, I had McCaffrey. So it worked out for me. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Most cases. <laughs> This, is this yeah. one of those leagues where he starts off with the with the four teams? They all draft the no. The this stud. is actually a league that has integrity, so it's yeah. it's well, well managed. managed. If you want to go there, it's well managed. <laughs> integrity. <laughs> it's not a bunch of Pasquales mm -hmm. running around. There, uh, it's just me. Undersized. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. I like that strategy, right? Uh, another strategy or one that I try to do is if I know that Phil has drafted um, Christian McCaffrey, I'm actually going to probably a little bit earlier try to draft Mike Davis and either hold him over his head for yeah. uh, trade bait. Um, it's a nice sweetener if I'm trying to get an, a wide receiver I want or maybe mm -hmm. a future draft pick. Um, or in the case of last year, I actually would have wound up with a pretty solid running back in the absence. So you're that guy. You're the vulture. I'm that guy, absolutely. You go and you so go. let me. So like early in the draft, are you? All right. So I'll, I'll speak for myself. So I'm going skill position, obviously early, but I usually like to go running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, and then in the fifth round, if there's another, you know, the value, I'll go another wide receiver or running back there. Are you guys that like there? I know you've talked Kelsey up a lot. Are you going to go early on a tight end? Maybe go early on a Lamar Jackson or whoever the flavor of the year is um, as a quarterback, or do you just kind of stick to that? Like I, I that's kind of what I've done for years. Yeah, uh, that's a that's actually a very good question. And uh, another factor that comes into play there is you know. Is there a flex position in this redraft league too? Yeah. And what kind of flex position? Is it a super flex, which is you could use a quarterback? So if it's a super flex league, you're gonna want to take your quarterbacks early because they yeah. go they go super fast. So you want that you want that top tier of quarterbacks. If it's your standard flex league where it's a wide receiver running back, mm -hmm. beings that running back drops off pretty quickly, I like to go running back, running back, and then come back for my wide receivers. But like you highlighted, and I've said before, if you're Picking towards the back end of that first round, you have to make the argument of getting Travis Kelsey in that first round because the drop-off from Kelsey to the next tight end, which is Darren Waller, who's also super skilled, was significant, and after that was just ridiculous. No. So Kelsey could potentially win you just based on that point margin So alone. using that argument, so let's say Kelsey's off the board, and this is just for strategy, right? And Waller's there mid... Uh, to me... Like you said, that drop-off between the two, if I don't get Kelsey, I'm not thinking about tight end to the sixth round. Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm not taking I'm Waller way. in the first four rounds. No way. Yeah, I probably have like two two teams with Waller for I, that exact reason. I tend to uh, kind of mirror what you're doing. I like running back, running back, unless there's just an absolute stud wide receiver and I'm unhappy with the running backs that are left. So you have to kind of adjust to your draft. Oh, yeah. If the first – if you're in a 12-team league and the first 12 picks are running backs, honestly, I'm probably going Devontae Adams as the yeah. receiver instead yeah. of a backup that's maybe the 13th because at running back drops off pretty quick. Unlike you, though, I'm probably more willing to risk a higher pick on a Waller because the tight end drops off so much. And tight end is one of the positions where you can easily separate so if I've got Waller, I'm betting that most games he's going to score a whole lot score, more yeah. than Hunter Henry or one of the other. I guess I'd do it the other way because so once I get my stud running back, I'm always looking at getting – I want to solidify the position. And especially running – you know, there's guys that do the zero RB strategy. And we know we're running backs. Throughout the season, you can live off the waiver wire with running backs. I mean, last yeah, few years there's be been like – There has to be some luck, though. There has to be some luck, but yeah. if you're – Listen, I, if you're playing the waiver wire, I know the way you do, I know the way I do. If you're on top of it, you're going to be able to fill in and you're going to be able to win too. So I'm not saying I want to go that route, but I am saying I want to solidify my number one wide out position more so than a second running back. 
that being said, it also depends on how the draft's falling, yeah. where you're picking. You know, if I got the ninth pick, you know, I'm going probably I might be going running back, running back, just because of the way it's falling. Right. But yeah, I mean, it, it all just kind of plays out. And it's funny too because like it shifts. So in the past, I was like wide receiver whore. Like I was like, give me the guys with the targets. Everyone's going running back, and I did essentially that. I'd live off the waiver wire because you'd always be able to find the JD McKissick or a Philip Lindsay, somebody who ends up having really good matchups that, yeah. that score well in a serviceable scenario. Whereas now you've got Devonte Adams and possibly. DeAndre Hopkins, and then following that up with like a Kenny Galladay. So like you have like three stud receivers that you know are scoring twenty plus points. Yep. You factor that in with a couple of running backs that you you've, you paired up well with a matchup. They're scoring you know fifteen points in those weeks, and then like you said, you're winning those games. Well, and I think you have to you know in a redraft league and any league that you're in, you have to understand the rules. So you have to know about how does the waiver wire work? Is it based on the record of the teams, or mm-hmm. is it based on who gets the waiver in first is it auction yes auction you just got to know if it's auction and you've went wide receiver wide receiver you better leave a pretty good amount of money to outbid for your blind bidding yeah Yeah. that's a good point and i'll just kind of roll that into us putting a bow on this we all kind of gave a strategy a little bit what are some tips you guys have i'll let you continue because you kind of Alluded to one, just, you know, making sure you're on top of the rules. Yeah, making sure stuff that. Like that. And, and if you do uh, decide to go heavy wide receiver and you've left yourself a pretty good amount of money for waivers, a waiver pickup in week one to week four is a lot more uh, important than a waiver wire later in the season. Absolutely. So you can afford to spend a little bit more in that waiver because you're going to use them hopefully for the rest of the season. The number one uh, – the number one follow-up to, to your point right there was last year, James Robinson. So before week one, when it was determined that he was going to step in, he was the highest-picked player off the waiver wire. And in uh, free agent blind bidding leagues, um, you usually get a $1,000 uh, cap. He was commanding 800 900 dollars because right? it was so important. Yeah, I remember. That it was early. pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. So uh, I guess my only anecdotal tip, as you know, I see sometimes we've seen in a bunch of our leagues, guys try to do these uh, strategies that are a little out there, you know, grabbing a bunch of quarterbacks or grabbing a bunch of tight ends. Just to screw everybody To else. screw everybody, maybe yeah. have some trade collateral. I just warn Vultures. you that, you know, hey, man, that thing could blow up in your face. So be careful with those funky <laughs> strategies. You know, just try to stick to the basics, get good players at a good value early in the draft and then build out the roster from there. Stop snatching all the quarterbacks. Give me Stafford in round 12. All right. Leave me alone. All right, guys. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, any social media platform, Ultimate Fantasy Locker Room. Check us out. Send us questions. We want to be here to help. We want to be your source for fantasy football. We want to be your friend. We want to be your friend. I'm desperate <laughs> for friends. So, so Keep sending me chocolates in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. All right, peace. <laughs>